Hey, what's going on, everybody? I hope you guys are having a good day. I want to welcome you to Pillow Talk with Dr. Boyce and Dr. Alicia Watkins. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins, and Pillow Talk is where we have intelligent Black conversations that uh, two, two Black scholars who love each other would have against their pillow. And uh, first, I want to ask my lovely wife, how are you doing today, babe? I'm doing okay. We're not against our pillow today, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We decided to actually um, appear on the camera because we, we were up in our office and kind of... Um, moving around. And, um, and uh, let me just tell you, woo, buddy, uh, t the, the topic you sent me today, <laughs> I already knew it was going to get me, you know, get me some, have, have some issues with uh, some people who think that, uh, you know, you shouldn't speak on another person's situation, another person's business. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, you know, and, and uh, so I, you know, I can already see it like, you know, stop, stop hating, man. Stop hating. You know, you just hating, you know, whatever. Right. You know, you get a lot of that stuff. that gossip. You gossiping. And uh, so so I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and receive all of that and say that, you know, if that's how people feel, that's how they feel. But at the end of the day, what's really important is that we understand how to make each other better and smarter and talk about what's going on in our community. So uh, today's topic, uh, the thing that spurred this conversation, I'll let you kind of begin uh, the discussion, is Mr. Nick Cannon. <laughs> Good old Nick. So Nick Nick has, uh, how many of y'all, give me a yes or no in the chat if you know uh, about Nick and uh, in, in the kids. Nick's got a lot of kids. Um, in fact, I'm going to give you a list of all the kids he's got out there and all the women and everything else. Um, I'm not here to judge that. I'm not here to tell him he can't do that. Um, I think everybody has a right to do whatever they want. Uh, but there were some things that kind of happened that led us to say, okay, you know what, given that we talk on everything related to love and money, you're an expert on love and relationships and family. I'm an expert on money. It would be irresponsible for us not to kind of use this as a talking point, uh, for anybody that really thinks that this is kind of the way to go. And so uh, I'll let you kind of begin. Uh, what, what drove you to bring that topic uh, to me today, babe? Well, I mean, kind of off camera, we've been having these conversations about Nick Cannon, you know, and you were kind of on the side with, oh, let him just do whatever he wants to do. If he wants to have these kids, he can have as many kids with as many different women. As long as the women agree and he agrees and he's paying the bills, then it shouldn't make a difference. On the other hand, I was always concerned. I was always concerned about Nick Cannon and and it was even, do you remember back in May when we did a podcast on a guy who had 33 children? I think like the entire town, he had impregnated the entire town. And we had a conversation <laughs> about that. And do you remember that? You should read. I didn't know he impregnated the entire town. I just, I do remember a guy having a bunch of kids. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, okay. So, so Nick, all right. So, so you and I, yeah, you're right. Um, I think that we reflect kind of a typical gender bias that might pop up in some cases where I know a lot of brothers who are like, whatever, you know, he's doing his thing. Uh, the women he's dating are absolutely gorgeous. Uh, he's having these kids, these beautiful children, let him do his thing, spread his seed, build his little empire, however he wants to build it. And I'm not saying I approved of it or agreed with it. I kind of looked at it like, wow, I hope you know what you're getting into. That was my position. Just like, look, are you sure you know what you're getting into? But I never really judged it. Whereas women, I think, thought it was a little bit problematic and even disgusting. I'd be curious to know what everybody thinks in here, if you think it's good or bad. But how do you feel? Do you think it's a good thing that he had a lot of kids with a lot of women? Or do you think that it's it's a bad thing? Or do you not care? I mean, how do you feel about it? What, what do you think, babe? I mean, I was concerned, voice. I was very concerned. And I said, even if he was king of the world and had all the money in the world, I was concerned about all of the elements that it takes to raise a healthy individual. And I, I teach lifespan development at my university. And we spend so much time talking about from conception all the way up. It's so important to have the other, a bonding experience with the other parent. And I can't imagine how that's going to take place when you have 10 different children going in 10 different directions. I was concerned about the emotional development, the psychological development of those children, and even about supporting the moms. Because even if the mom is the primary caretaker, they would have to be, right? The mom needs support. <laughs> and, you know, I'm trying to convey this information to you. And this morning when I saw this message, I said, oh my God, there is kinks in the armor of this master plan that uh, Nick Cannon has about raising children. And it just speaks to the fact that 
there are a lot of families, it doesn't even matter how much money they have. What makes a difference is, are they going to be living in an environment where they're going to be missing their parent? And they're going to mm. see their parent walk around having kids with all these other people and they don't even understand how they fit into that scenario. How are they going to be just as important as all the other children that he has? Well, let me uh, show you all what got my wife, got her blood boiling this morning. And uh, it really left me a little bit concerned in terms of, you know, all these brothers that are trying to do the Nick Cannon show and emulate this behavior. So there's a, a, a mother of one of his kids, Bree Tiesi, who kind of kind of <laughs> said some stuff that made you wonder if 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 Nick is keeping all his baby mamas in check, because basically Bree gets on um, Instagram and I'm going to summarize and paraphrase. I'll read a little bit of it. This is in Black Enterprise. So Bree gets on Instagram and is complaining about <clears throat> how hard it is to be a mom and her, her baby kept her up all night and she's super stressed out. She sounded like a struggling single mom, which is predictable because, you know, the daddy got 18,000 situations out there, right? So that's, you know, I didn't, I wasn't surprised by that. I don't know if, if any other single moms are in the building or anybody who was raised by a single mom has ever seen like the amount of extraordinary and unbelievable stress single mothers go through and financially, emotionally, physically, all of that. So she's expressing the stress of a single mom. And, uh, and then uh, I think somebody sent her an inbox and said, you know, did you ever think about hiring a night nurse? And I, I got the sense, babe, and I want you to give me your perspective in terms of what you were hearing. I got this sense that uh, the lady assumed like, okay, well, since you agreed to this whole pimping thing where, where Big Daddy Nick got all the babies and all the babies mamas, that, that there must be plenty of money to the, 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 everybody's cup overflow with. You know, like his Game of Thrones up in this bitch where literally there's so much money that money's, money ain't nothing but a thing. And the lady told her that she could not afford to get any help. And that led people to kind of have an issue and say, wait a minute. you So you're telling me you agreed to have a baby without any help from the father physically in terms of being there. And then also even the financial stuff isn't there. That's when I kind of looked with a little bit of a side eye and said, Okay, I, I this almost made sense to me when I thought there was plenty of money for everybody, but to have one of the mothers of your kids publicly stating she does not have what she needs to take care of her child, that's a problem. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, this lady took to social media. That meant that she must have felt very alone. Uh, to pick up your phone and to actually put that message and put it out there in social media, that tells me that she probably was really frustrated. She was tired, didn't have a lot of support. And I, whether you're a single mom or a married mom, you need a lot of support. And many times, sometimes single moms can have more support than married moms, by the way, because married moms, they'll just say, okay, well, her husband's helping her with it. So that's enough. And mm. a lot of times married moms, they need help from their mother. They need help from their friends. So any, it doesn't matter like the situation and the structure of the family. What matters is that the person who's up in the middle of the night, and it's probably several nights because she mentioned that the baby was teething. And that's what happens when your baby's teething. They're cranky. They cry a lot. If this is your first child, you don't even understand what to do and what's appropriate to do. I can't imagine. So first thing is the fact that she probably felt very alone. She probably felt as if um, she needed more emotional support to raise this baby. And um, so that was the biggest issue I had with her. And then she's probably thinking, I don't have enough money. Maybe Nick Cannon is saying I'm taking care of these kids, but I, maybe their mom's is wondering who's getting more than I'm getting. They're probably looking at each other to find out what's going on. We don't know the arrangement, of course. And um, But Nick Cannon's walking around like, I can have all these kids and I don't have to worry about anything as long as I give them money. And it doesn't seem like that's going to be sufficient. Mm. All right. So by the way, everybody, if you're just tuning in, you're watching Pillow Talk with Dr. Boyce and Dr. Alicia Watkins. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. Um, my expertise is in finance. Uh, that's I'm a professor of finance. My wife is a professional of social work, a licensed therapist, which she's been doing therapy on couples for 20 years. And also she's a certified trauma professional, among other things. And uh, the reason we're talking about this topic today is because this involves love and money, um, you know, and a lot of y'all are making relationship decisions that are bad because you're getting advice on the Internet. Uh, some of y'all men are listening to 
these guys tell you to go out and keep your pimp hands strong and do all these silly things to put you in dumb situations. Some of you ladies are getting bad advice from women that are telling you the black men are garbage and everything else. And and we just kind of felt like we needed to we wanted to chime in on this discussion to support those that want to make good, intelligent decisions, because how you build your relationships shapes your life. And actually, I have an, a book called Financial Lovemaking, where I explored in extreme detail how your relationships affect your financial situation. I can give you, I want to give you this book for free. You can have it for free. Just go to boysonalisha.com. If everybody could hit the thumbs up button, thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up, share, subscribe, uh, please do that. Now I want to ask everybody a question before I read this article. I'm about to read about Nick Cannon's um, situation with Bree uh, Tiesi. Now I'm not talking about Nick. I'm not here to dog Nick. I'm not here to dog his, the mothers of his children. I'm just here to really bring some common damn sense to the conversation because half of y'all can't really build nothing because you haven't been trained to make good choices on relationships. My wife will be nicer because she's a therapist and she wants to figure out how you're feeling and everything else. Me, I'm like your daddy that's just going to say, come on, we got to stop. We got to do better. So here's the deal. Um, uh, so, 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 so let me read some of this to you, actually, uh, that was written in Black Enterprise about the situation with Bree. Uh, so Bree, who's one of Nick, Nick Cannon's, you know, uh, mothers of his kids. Uh, she was, all, let's see here. It says a DM from a social media commentator or commenter recently sent Bree Tiesi, mother of Nick Cannon's son, legendary. His son, the son's name is legendary. I got his name written. His son is named legendary love, legendary love. It's kind of interesting how you hit guys like Nick and Kanye. It's like something about white people putting you on TV that makes you feel like you're like bigger than a god. So you start naming your kids things like Blue Ocean Milk or or Supreme Goddess Extreme. You know, like, like these names. And we we cheer it all on because we believe celebrities are are more important than the rest of us. I encourage everybody in here stop putting celebrities on a pedestal. You know, they're no better than you. Believe me, I know a lot of these celebrities. And I'm not talking about Nick specifically. I don't know Nick. Nick's dad did call me. Nick's dad called me. He talked to me for about 45 minutes. He's a very smart guy, very likable man, very pro-black. Uh, I can see where Nick gets his intelligence. But honestly, you need to stop being overly impressed with and overly influenced by celebrities because some of them, honestly, are a little bit strange. But let me read this article to you. So uh, let's see here. It says... Um, she got into clapback mode, Bree did, uh, basically after uh, after somebody sent her a note uh, about how she was taking care of her child. So the Selling Sunset star, I guess that's what she's, she's a star of a TV show, appeared in a video that she posted to her Instagram expressing that it had been about three days since she had gotten a full night's sleep as a result of her son screaming his little head off through the night. That's what she said. The video reportedly reached the feed of a particular follower who felt the need to chime in with some advice for the single mother. Quote, can you get a night nurse to help you? Uh, the person said in TSE's DM, having a baby takes a damn village. In yeah. response, now pay attention now. I want y'all to listen to this. This, this, sound, this, is, this is broke person talk, speak here. Listen to this. She said in response to the follower, the reality star wrote, LOL, you sure you want to pay for it? Like, 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 like if you if you're going to make this advice, then you should be the one paying for it because I show as hell can't pay for it. So she says shortly after the engaged user made a suggestion that TSC should ask Cannon to pay for a night nurse. So then the lady said, why don't you ask your wealthy pimp, pimp, strong baby daddy to pay for this? Because apparently he's got all this money. So she came back. She clapped back at her. She said, I don't need your unsolicited advice. Thanks. You have some effing nerve. So she's damn near cussing this lady out. For literally saying what everybody else is thinking. I, I'm sorry. How many of y'all? Give me a yes or no. Give me a yes or no chat. Everybody answer this. How many of y'all would think that if, if you're going and creating these little these little financial obligations all around the world, that you got you must have plenty of bankroll to pay for all of that? Uh, how many of y'all would, would expect that it ain't nothing but a thing for Nick to write a check? And I'm not saying Nick is broke. I'm not saying Nick can't afford to take care of his kids. I'm not, for all that we know, he could be paying child support like crazy. But how many of y'all kind of were surprised by that? I was I was very surprised. I was kind of like, wow. And let me show y'all. I'm and babe, I'm gonna let you kind of respond because I want to hear. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so let me show you all. I have a screenshot here of uh, she actually posted a screenshot. I, I don't. I doubt. I, I bet you Nick doesn't like any of this. But um. Uh. But but there was a screenshot that his uh, child's mother posted of that conversation, which I think only makes things worse. So let me see if I can help help you read some of this here. So here, it, up in the upper left-hand corner is an image of her nursing the baby. Uh, unfortunately, looking kind of kind of lonely. I don't know, but it, uh, she says, 
Uh, here, here's the conversation. Can you get a night nurse to help you? Having a baby takes a damn village. She says, LOL, you sure you want to pay for it? And he says, she says, tell Nick. She says, yeah, okay. I don't need your unsolicited advice. Thanks. You have some effing nerve. And then, and then she says, since you have so much advice, my Venmo is my name. Anyone else looking for baby advice, here's your gal. She says, keep my parenting, my kid, and my baby's name out your mouth. Uh, Nick is not my sugar daddy. Nick is my effing child's father. That is all. Watch your effing mouth when you speak on mine. So, Okay, so I, she got really insulted. She got really she, she got really triggered. So, like, so in your expert opinion in terms of, like, <laughs> identifying... Yeah, because as a therapist, what did you see in that in that interaction or her reaction to the public or to the person that asked that question? I think she may have been regretful that she even put that message up there. I think some people just impulsively just will put messages up on social media and she didn't think about the fact that she was kind of throwing Nick Cannon under the bus a little bit. I'm thinking behind the scenes, she might be frustrated. How can Nick be available for her? How can he be available for her when she needs him, when he's got nine other kids that he has to care for and see? This was the problem. And remember, I was talking to your sister about it. Me and you and your sister were talking about it. And she said, well, only how that kind of thing works is if everybody lived in a commune. And I said, bingo. She was spot on because that's only how you can have a, a half a chance for the children to feel like they even know who their father is. So I think that this is this comes from frustration, loneliness, and um, some anger from the mom. It was a little passive aggressive. And then when the lady calls him out, like, why are you coming to social media talking about this? Instead, you need to be asking your baby daddy for, for support in this way, and he's not going to give it to her. You know, he, he's going to give her what she gets, and that's how it is, because he's got nine other or however many other women that he's got to pay. She's got to stand in line with everybody else. Now, but go ahead. I, I had another point to make, but... Um, no, ma ma make it, make your other point. I was reading the bio of Bree Tiesi also. Oh, go ahead. And, and, and I don't know, if, a lot of people don't know this, but she was actually married to a guy named Johnny Manziel. Now, give me, how many of y'all, give me a oh. yes or no in, the, no in the chat if you've heard of Johnny Manziel. Yes. Um, Johnny Manziel, the fact that she was married to Johnny Manziel connects some dots in my mind, to be honest with you, about her poor decision-making skill. Oh, boy. And, and, the re and the reason I say that, now, again, I want you to give the pol more polite version of, the, the more polite reaction, but Johnny Manziel is a complete idiot. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, he's a He's a dummy. Johnny Manziel was one of the greatest college football quarterbacks in history. He won the Heisman Trophy as a freshman at Texas A&M. So this guy was headed to the top. He went to play for the Cleveland Browns. He's kicking it with LeBron because LeBron was at Cleveland at the time. Because LeBron sees him, LeBron's like, oh, this guy's going to be a Hall of Famer like me. But Johnny Manziel was a total idiot. Johnny Manziel was into drinking, maybe some drugs, if I'm not mistaken, lots of partying, and he eventually got booted out of the NFL, and I don't even know if he made it in the Canadian Football League. Mm -hmm. So the fact that you were married to Johnny Manziel makes me wonder what your life has been like to this point. And here's the other interesting thing. She had the baby with Nick about a year after her divorce from Johnny Manziel. So you're, you're talking about a person, she didn't go to college or anything, so I, I don't know what her education level is or her thought process is, but what I'm here's what I'm seeing. She, she's gorgeous. She's, she, well, she's as far as white women go. Honestly, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm not white women. Don't do it for me. But she is a white woman. Don't disrespect her. This is true. Uh, and she's a supermodel. And she's so she's this supermodel actress who's used to being the prettiest girl in the room. Um, she's made some interesting choices in men. And I'm wondering how she feels suddenly being, you know, you know, you know how what having a baby does to your body. I cannot imagine what she's going through psychologically, sitting at home, nursing a baby when she used to be the hot supermodel at all the parties, meeting guys like Johnny Manziel. I don't know. What What do you think? How, was I crazy by saying that? What are your thoughts, Ben? Okay. Uh, yes. I, I didn't know. I know who Johnny Manziel is. I, I followed his career because he came out of Texas and everything. But, I, you know, people fall in love with other people. You know, and maybe John, just because Johnny had this kind of wild side to him, he probably also had a tender side to him. And so, I, you know, I don't know the details of their relationship, but I think it takes two 
to be in a relationship. I don't know what her thinking process is, why she would agree to have a baby with Nick Cannon. I don't know why anybody at this point would have unprotective sex with a man who's probably, <laughs> he's probably had sex with, Ten dozens of women. I don't even know how many. Well, I think he slept with a Kardashian and and one Kardashian. I, I, I think sleeping with one Kardashian is like sleeping with two hundred people. I don't know. Maybe I said that. I sound bad. That I sound mean by saying that. That yeah. one Kardashian counts as two. Because think about it. The Kardashians don't just sleep around, but they sleep around with people who sleep around. So now, remember, I'm as a mathematician. My brain is doing calculations on. If you think about this, if you sleep with somebody who slept with three or four hundred people and half the people that they slept with slept with three or four hundred people, you're getting up into the thousands. OK, like people, people don't talk about it, but it's true. Am I a hater for bringing this up? I don't know. OK, my, my only I think it is because I don't think I think your past is your past and you shouldn't be if you know people evolve and people change, people become different things. Maybe she's evolving right now. Maybe what we're seeing in her is some aha moment at three o'clock in the morning she's alone with this baby and maybe she's thinking i need to make better choices so i'm i'm always you know i'm i always feel like people are just evolving in their own little pace and, and all of us are doing the best that we can that's my thing and i think that she really cared for nick cannon i'm thinking in my mind what did nick cannon what is he saying to these women to <laughs> to convince them that this plan is actually going to work out like just, I mean, I was, and that's why going back to the reason why I sent you this article was because I knew, I think there's going to be more of this type of story. If I could predict, based on what I know about human behavior, if I can predict, I think we're going to see more of this type of lashing out on social media out of frustration because they can't get a hold of their man. That's what I think. They don't know where they are. Like, you know, when you have a child, it's so important for the father to be right there with you when you're struggling through things. And to purposely do this, I just can't think of what the thought process would be. But I'm almost certain a lot of these women and maybe Nick Cannon at the end of it may be regretting. Mm. Well, everybody, if you just came in, you're watching Pillow Talk with Dr. Boyce and Dr. Alicia Watkins. This is when we have honest conversations for intelligent black people who want to understand love and money at a higher level. Uh, my name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. My wife, Dr. Alicia Watkins, is a, a trained therapist. And uh, I am a, a finance professor. And uh, if you'd like to actually, we have a black love challenge. If you believe in black love and you want your relationship to work, uh, feel free to go to boysonalicia.com. You can do the challenge for free. Also this year, uh, Dr. Alicia is going to do her speed dating event again at the All Black National Convention. Uh, that is the premier gathering of, of black first people from around the world. So if you are pro-black and you are pro-family, you're pro-wealth and you're pro-black love and and everything else, then uh, feel free to join us. Uh, we, we meet in uh, in um, Charlotte, North Carolina, October 28th through the 30th. You can learn more at allblacknationalconvention.com. Please hit the thumbs up button, thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up, share, subscribe. Uh, so uh, so we're talking about Nick Cannon and this interesting layout. Like, Does, does having that many kids make sense? Uh, from what I just read in Parade Magazine, I think that we have nine kids so far. Okay. Two, two more are coming, I think, this year. Mm -hmm. Or in the next like six to eight months, so ten and eleven are on the way, and um, and I was I was I was really fascinated by it because it's an interesting family experiment. I mean, if you're talking about just having legacy and having just having your kids out there, you know, knowing that your bloodline is going to continue, I, that's going to happen, right? And I think that the question we have to ask ourselves as Black people, particularly when you talk about a slave culture where we had this whole slave breeding buck mentality that was kind of fed to us by the white man. Um, is that really the healthiest way to raise children? I don't know. Does anybody give me a yes in the chat if anybody had a daddy who was like a Rolling Stone or maybe a, a you know a father who wasn't available to them at all? Uh, how many of y'all didn't grow up with your father, your biological, actual biological father? Um, I didn't. I didn't, you know, my biological father, he wasn't quite a Rolling Stone, but he had some other kids and and he left a lot of disappointed people in his wake. I mean, when he died. None, none of us, you know, me and my siblings really didn't feel a whole lot for him. And so so he had the legacy in that we're still here. We're here, but we're not saying good things about him. You know, nobody really says good things about you. if They don't know you, don't like you, don't trust you. You're not around. And I'm not saying Nick is any of these things. Right. I just I just don't really have the ability to imagine how a person can have 11 kids in 
eight or nine different households and really be able to put in the time of a full-time dad. You know, uh, a full-time dad means you're talking to the kids almost every day. You're waking them up for school. You're talking to them about their problems. You're picking them up when they're sick. You're, you know, and then when you talk about the struggle of just raising a newborn baby, you know, I, I cannot, I, I'd be really curious. I'd love to talk to some of the women because Brie Tiesi is not a baby. She's 31 years old. So she's not a kid. You know, she, she's smart enough to think these things. Through. So, so I'm wondering what, you know, what, what entices someone to sign up for an arrangement like that? Is it, is it just the thrill of saying, I am with Nick Cannon, like Nick Cannon is their father or like, what, what, what do you think is going on with that? Yeah, and I and I agree with you, and I think that um, what these women will do, I don't know how many different women there are, but I'm sure they're going to find a love in their life who is going to, who they'll eventually get married, and then it's going to be someone else's, someone else's father that's going to end up raising these children, and yes, Nick Cannon is playing the child support, but it's going to be another man in there when these women move on with their lives and get married and evolve past this and want to live a full life. Um, and part of it, they may want to be a wife. I think that they will, it'll be another man that's going to be the major person in their life. And okay, you're leaving. I don't know if that's the type of legacy you want to leave, but there'll be someone else that's going to have more influence on your children than you will. Mm. Well, you know, and I think that is kind of interesting. You do wonder how a man would feel if it's like, okay, you're the, you're going to be the husband and the father in the household of one of Nick Cannon's children. And, and the thing is that that is a situation that I think every person has to think about very carefully. I think women and men have to think about that. Um, You know, because, you know, it, it, it does come with complications. You know, I, I, you know, I'm the bonus dad for our kids. And what makes it great and easy is that I know their father and I talk to him and he's a great guy and he ain't a rolling stone. He ain't an irresponsible dude. He ain't got 50,000 kids splattered all over the world. You know, if the kids need something, he steps up and comes through for them. I step up and come through for them. So the children win. They're winning on all sides. They're, they're protected on all sides. Mm-hmm. Right. They know <laughs> Right. And that's very different from, I think, walking into a scenario where you're, a father to one of Nick Cannon's children. So here you got this guy who might pop up every blue moon in a limousine, you know, probably maybe pretty entitled, you know, he's, he's, he's kind of this big star. So he's getting all this admiration, but maybe underneath you're wondering like, okay, if he's got all this money, why isn't he paying for this? Or why isn't he paying for that? And then the other thing too, is if his kids, you know, have behavioral problems, it's the stepfather that's going to have to deal with all that. Yes. You know, you're, you're off on, you know, vacationing with your new girlfriend or your 88th baby mama and and they're at home dealing with real life shit like dealing with like what it really takes to be a parent and i don't know i don't know how many parents we got in the room but i I hope you understand what i'm what i'm talking about here and i I think anybody who's not wait say it again babe 24 hour job and it's never over and even it's the mental fatigue too so like right now I'm here doing this podcast with you, but I'm thinking about my daughter's choir choir performance tomorrow. I'm thinking about the fact I have to make sure that she has her outfit together. She's got to wear black and white. I'm sitting here. It's the mental labor of raising children. That's another thing that's above and beyond just spending time with them. It's getting the dental appointments together, the eye doctor, getting the braces. We got another child with braces. That's costs money, but it also costs time and attention to make sure she's got her little wires together and her, what is it, that uh, rubber band and all that stuff. It's all the little details that goes into raising a child. And, you know, I talk about this, like to have a secure relationship with someone, it takes three elements. The first element is you need to be available. How can Nick Cannon be available to these children when they need Mm -hmm. him? You have to be available. Even if he said, here's, if they get older and he says, here's my number, if you needed to call me or talk to me, you can reach out to me here. You still have to be responsive. And so the, the third element of a secure relationship is being responsive. So Nick Cannon has to- Wait, wait, wait. You said the, okay. And I assume this is what you tell your families when you counsel them. So you said the first is to be available. Mm-hmm. Second is to be responsive. And what was the third one? A third one is you have to be empathetic. 
takes a lot of time. You really have to be there. You have to listen to what's going on with them. You have to really tune in to, you know, their feelings and their thoughts. That takes a lot of time and effort. It is so difficult for me to do it just with the people, the, the three kids in the house or whatever. It's hard for me to do it with my kids. I can't imagine how he can do the essential things, the baseline essential for a secure relationship, which is being being available, being responsive and being empathetic. I don't see how he can be any of those things to these children. And that's going to be a really off an experiment gone bad. So I think um, we're just going to have to take note because there's going to be more of this popping up. This is one of many. I've made my prediction today. <laughs> Well, let me just say this. Let me give you all some background. First of all, Nick Nick is uh, 41 years old. Um, it's crazy because I remember when he was a teenager in Drumline, and he did a good job in that movie. And um, and he started, for some reason, I think something must have occurred uh, that led him to feel the need to have a lot of kids because he had four kids in 2021. Um, in July 2022, they said model Brie T.S.C. confirmed she had given birth to his eighth child because, remember, he, I guess he had the twins with Mariah Carey. Uh, he was married to her. Um, and, uh, and then, uh, let's see here. Uh, so, so Brie had just gotten divorced from Johnny Manziel in 2021. And, uh, let's see here on September 14th, he announced on Instagram, the birth of Onyx. Now this is, this, this is what's, what's, what I don't, where I don't connect with celebrities is they get, and I, I, I honestly feel like it's ego that makes them like give these weird names to the kids. So I'm not making fun of his child's name and like, but I mean, his child's name is Onyx Ice Cole Cannon. And I, 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 I'm not, you know what? I'm not going to say nothing, but I'm just saying like, you know, and I'm telling you, it's that Hollywood stuff. They get in Hollywood and they make you feel like you're larger than life and more important than regular people. And it just spills out in like these interesting behaviors. So, uh, so let's see. So then he announced, uh, I guess, uh, babies 10 and 11. Um, he says, now, let's see here. Bree says, this is what Bree said in an interview. She said, I think some people have their idea of conventional relationships and certain things, but we have a beautiful relationship. Everything is so supportive and positive. So I, I, I guess in general, no. uh, what, I, what I would be thinking is, and the reason I would want to even talk about Nick is not so much about Nick and his family, but really I'm watching some of these guys in the manosphere who are just getting horrible advice on manhood and are putting themselves in terrible situations. Mm -hmm. Either they're putting themselves in situations where you won't have any love, where you'll get to where you're 50 something years old, you're still trying to be a player, you die of a heart attack and your 25 year old girlfriend don't wanna take your raggedy ass to the hospital, or you are thinking you can be play, you know, play a pimp of the year and go out and make a bunch of babies without understanding that the average cost in America to raise a child has now risen to, I think, $300,000. So this is a note to any of y'all. How many of y'all got relatives that, that are having way too many babies and can't afford them? Uh, give me a yes in the chat if you know somebody like that. <laughs> Think about this. Every time you have a child, you're going $300,000 in debt. Imagine, a lot of people wouldn't even go to college if they knew that they would have $300,000 in debt. That is enough to keep you in debt for life. So, so think about the dude who's making 25 bucks an hour, who goes out and has six babies, mamas. Boys, that's let me let me finish that. Let me finish some man. Let me just take this full circle, but and then I'm gonna, I'm gonna be quiet and let you. I'm gonna hand the mic to you. Six times three hundred is one point eight million dollars. And so, so the only person who is as misguided as the man who goes out and makes six babies and owes a, a debt of one point eight million dollars, which you will never get credit for. Because an absentee, I'm sorry, y'all, but a, a father that ain't in the house has a very hard time having leverage in, when it comes to his kids. So you make the mother angry and she don't like you no more. Oh, your kids ain't going to like you either. And so you'll be writing these big ass checks for child support and trying to get time with your kids and they won't acknowledge your rights. You will literally be in a situation where you're, you're going to be doing all the work and getting very little credit, at least a lot of financial work. And then here's the other part. The last thing I'm going to say on this, then I'm going to be quiet. Because I'm getting triggered. My wife knows I'm getting triggered. So, so you're now $1.8 million in debt. The only person more misguided than the guy who makes that those six kids and owes almost $2 million uh, it, that he'll never be appreciated for is the woman who says, oh, I still want to be with that man who's got all these kids out here spread out all over the world, who has been completely irresponsible, splattering his seed all over the damn planet. And now you expect him to have a husband. You will never have a full husband from a man like that, ladies. I'm sorry. 
you're going to get one-sixth of a husband or one-seventh of a husband. You're baby mama number seven. You That's what you are. You get zero of a husband, actually. Yeah, yeah. All that money, his check comes in, half that check is gone to the IRS. The other half is going to go to the baby's mamas, and you're going to be sitting there mad because your man can't afford to buy nothing because he wanted to be a player pimp back in back in his 20s. Go ahead, babe. You you give the more mature answer to that question because some of this stuff really ends up burning me up. Please. The question is why, you know, why would Nick Cannon feel the need to have all these children? And I think, well, first of all, there's two reasons why I think he might be doing this. <laughs> tell me what you think about this. Okay, the first reason is, I tell you, I don't think he got over the divorce with Mariah Carey. Mm. I think he's still impacted. I, I, I wasn't paying attention and I don't know what all the details about that marriage, but I think him being married to Mariah Carey, he, they had a set of twins. I really do think that he never quite got over that loss. What do you think, boys? You know, I'm thinking, I don't know Nick well enough to know. I think what, it's what's going on. I, I, I do remember you had printed, presented some research that you were reading to me today when we went to breakfast about how sometimes having lots of kids is filling a void. And, uh, and, and really again, to, um, to have empathy for Nick and why he might be making these interesting choices. Uh, he did lose a child. He lost one of his kids, you know? And, uh, and, and so, so maybe, and then, and you never know what, what happened during a person's childhood, et cetera. So that really got my interest. I mean, do you want to talk about that part as far as what you were reading to me today? I think it's an emotional need. I feel like he has this, and I kept saying, and I talked about it yesterday when we did our Instagram live, that there must be something empty happening with Nick Cannon, and he's trying to fill it up with children. And so having that loss, losing a child of his, and having the loss of a wife, because he lost Mariah Carey, I think they were deeply in love with each other. And I think that that, that loss, he hasn't quite come to terms with that, and he's filling up this empty space with all these children. And he is, it's like, it's exciting for him. Just think about the excitement. Oh, you're having this baby and you show up at the hospital and this baby is born and here it is yet another one of you that's alive and you get caught up into the emotion. You're taking pictures and you're posting it on um, social media and you get that attention because I don't think he's doing Wild and Out anymore. That show is gone, right? Is he mm -hmm. doing that show? Is he on television? I, I think I think he's got it. You know, I think the show might still be out there. But here's the thing: I don't know if anybody can really. I, I don't know if anybody can really accurately speak to Nick Cannon's specific financial situation, right? I'm going to go ahead and give him the benefit of the doubt and assume, you know, white folks pay good, and and I still remember when Nick Cannon made the horrible mistake of trying to be a little too black. He tried to run over in, in my territory and he said something that offended the Jewish community. He had Professor Griff on yeah. his podcast and Griff, you know, Griff will tell the truth. He tells the truth about race. He tells the truth about the Jewish community, whatever. And uh, and and so Nick got in trouble. And the thing is that I don't think Nick should have even been having that conversation because when he insulted the Jewish community, they had him on his knees apologizing like a little boy multiple times because he was trying to protect all this wealth that they were going to take. Like Hollywood is a Jewish space. You cannot insult that community and be successful in Hollywood. So I think after he apologized 18,000 times, that's when they kind of let him back in. And he's, he's still doing that weird show where they dress up in it's cartoon characters or something and sing. I don't the mass singer or something, but, but, you know, but, but still though, but I'm not knocking it. I, so I assume that, Serving massa pays good. I'm, I'm assuming that all that apologizing and all that, I'm assuming that that has paid him well. Uh, what I'm really thinking about in terms of his case is if you really got this situation under control, why is one of the mothers of your children going on the Internet basically claiming to be broken than a poor single mom? That if, if that had not occurred, people, Black Enterprise never would have written that article. Yeah, but there's Black Enterprise, get your pens ready because there's going to be more articles like this. And I think yeah. that you raise a good point because I was reading my book on um, black families and one of the biggest issues that creates all of this promiscuity among black men in our community is the experience of racism. That's the second reason. And so I think that he felt when he had that issue with the Jewish community and he had to swallow his manhood 
and not be a man and actually be told what to do, I think that also mm. had a psychological effect on him. And I think that's the reason why he felt in order to reassert my manhood, I'm going to get your woman pregnant. Next woman, next woman pregnant because I am a man and he's trying to assert his manhood out of response of being of racism. That is the second reason why I'm going along doing this, thumbing his nose up at whatever the establishment means um, so that he can say, I'm a man and here I go with yet another child to prove it. Wow. That, you know what? Um, I'm going to tell you, you know, if if anything sort of screams like I'm fighting to protect my manhood, it to me it's like pictures like like this, you know, where where, where you're really trying to show like I'm the man and I'm you know because because in a way, let's just be honest, Nick kind of got pumped mm-hmm. by you know by the Jewish community when he had that interview with Professor Griff, and now me I'm the guy that says look why do you need those people leave it leave it behind. You know, you're smart. Build your own businesses. Do your own thing. Get away from all of that. But he needs that that mass singer money. I, mm-hmm. I you know, I'm not going on the mass singer. I'm not dressing up in a costume or whatever that stupid show is. That stuff is crazy to me. But yeah. but you know, but but like for Nick, that's that's paying the bills. So it makes me think about how they would talk about how black men would go to work and be slapped around by the white man all day, mm-hmm. and then they come home and they have to express their dominance. In, in in their own household and sometimes by slapping their wives and kids around or expressing it with their, their sexuality. Like my father actually said to me one time, he said, back in the day, the only power a black man had was his D-I-C-K. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, well, and my, I think that Nick Cannon, just like a lot of people in Hollywood, just feel emasculated by what they do to you. I mean, he. I mean, look at what all he has to do. The Masked Singer. Have you seen that show? It is ridiculous. I can't watch it. It's it's, it's the dumbest. Crap. It's the dumbest crap. If he's half oh. intelligent, <laughs> you show and be like, I'm just doing it for the money because these people are making. Money. <laughs> like it's not a good show, and I know. <laughs> Better than this. Nick <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm laughing because I'm just You're thinking awful. about I'm, I'm, I'm gonna show y'all the images that I'm looking at. They got me cracking up. Like I Googled the mass singer. Like, look at this. What, what is this? What the hell? What I mean, you know, I, I think it's gotta be crazy as a black man to have to do a show like this and be like, yeah, I'm pipping. Look at how much money I'm making. Yeah, but it's it it I mean it's it's corny, it's buffoonery, it's it, it let me stop. Go ahead. It's so great. He did this movie on drumline. Like he's a real uh, he's a stand-up actor. Yes, he, he is. Like why is he doing this? You know, it's like he hasn't, he's got to do this because he's, and now he's stuck. He's got to do this because he's got to pay all this uh, child support. So he can't say no. <laughs> and basically would be like, do what we say. <laughs> he's caught himself in the, he's in a conundrum. He's caught himself. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to be doing this show forever. They got him. <laughs> I gotta stop. I keep laughing. I'm looking at the pictures, and it's so funny because I think they had. It's really it, what's hilarious to me is when you had like I saw a picture um at the mass singer of Omarion, and you know how Marion goes out and he's he's supposed he's supposed to be like this sexy singer and sexy for the ladies and so masculine, but then he's wearing this big ass fluffy Barney suit, you know, like no grown man. Dresses like that, I, I I might do. You know what? I would do that for. I would do that for our daughters, like our, our girls when they were babies. You know, like I, I would be. I remember I got the dinosaur suit um, for Taylor's birthday. Like I did that, but that's the only time. Like you know, so so I really kind of wonder how that must feel. It's kinda, it seems kind of terrible, but anyway, let me be quiet. Uh, by the way, everybody, uh, you're watching Pillow Talk with Dr. Boyce and Dr. Alicia Watkins. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins, and we hit all the topics that relate to love and money, and we like to have intelligent black conversations and also have fun. Uh, and so if you'd like to uh, follow us, uh, feel free uh, to uh, hit the subscribe button and the share button and all this other stuff. 
Also, Dr. Alicia sees couples and families. Uh, she's a therapist. She's been a therapist for over 20 years. Uh, feel free to go to coachingwithdralicia.com if you'd like to check out what she's got going on. Or you can also follow her on Instagram at coachingwithdralicia. She does some really good live streams with Jazz the Pretty Plug, and, uh, and it's really cool. So, so hey, babe, I got a list for you. Okay. Who I found a list of all the babies' mamas uh, that Nick has right now. Okay, okay. so at this at this time, the time the article was written, he had there was eight of them. There oh, was eight okay. eight kids with five women. Okay, at that time, I think the number is growing to eleven by the end of this year. All right, so it says Mariah Carey, who's the mother of his twin sons Monroe and Moroccan Scott. Brittany Bell is the mother of his other child called Gold Golden Saigon. <laughs> Um, and his other child is named Powerful Queen. Okay. Okay, that's cool. All right, Powerful Queen. That's a little weird to say, you know, in, with roll call in first grade, but whatever. Um, she is also currently pregnant with Cannon's to be 11th child. Abby De La Rosa is the mother of twins born in July, uh, in June of 2021. She's also the, currently pregnant with his 10th child. Alyssa Scott, a model who appeared on Cannon's music game show, Wild and Out, gave birth on June 23rd, 2021 to Zen, who was Cannon's fourth child in the last year. Brie Tiesi. Now that's interesting, right? Like that makes me wonder, given that she was on his show and, and now she's having his baby, that's interesting in light of the fact that we were talking about what was going on with the brother with the Boston Celtics, you know, sleeping with women that he worked with. Now I'm not saying there's anything inappropriate that happened in Nick's workplace, but I wonder if that would bring suspicion from people who feel like, okay, is that the way to get on his show? You got to sleep with him or whatever, you know, cause we know that that kind of thing happens in Hollywood all the time, male and female. And I'd be curious to know, um, I don't, what do you think about that? Uh, I would hope not. I would hope that it happened more organically, but there hasn't been anything that's come out about Nick Cannon and his mm -hmm. inappropriate behavior. So we just got to assume that everything was kind of like, it just developed naturally. And Zen was Zen the, the baby that passed away. Yeah, Zen Zen passed away. Zen was the one that died, and that's unfortunate. Mm -hmm. There we go. Here's another like, here's another emotional thing. I, I do think. I mean, I I would love for Nick Cannon to get some therapy, seriously, and and figure out why he's not. Because earlier you gave such a very logical reasoning as to why would you have all these children, considering how much it costs to raise children, and when you're running, you're going through this list. And I'm thinking about Mariah Carey. Seems like that's what started the whole thing with him. Mariah mm -hmm. Carey and the issue with Zen, losing Zen. I don't know if he processed all of that. It makes me want to say that he hasn't processed all of that. And he's making all of these irrational decisions, I think. And he's trying to like pretend as if it's okay. It's not. He just, to me, it just seems like someone's screaming for help. But go ahead with your list. Oh, Okay. Yeah, I actually I actually pulled up an article where um in case anybody's like curious about it. Um so the the names of all the other kids are um let's see here. The here, here are all the names that they listed here. One is uh, Monroe Cannon, um Moroccan Cannon, Moroccan Scott, that was uh, Mariah Carey's kids. And then uh there's Golden Saigon. Uh there is Powerful Queen. Uh Zion Mix Mix Mixo Mixolydian Canon. The Zion, Zion, I think Zion, no, Zen is the one that passed, I think. But Zion Mixolydian is literally spelled M-I-X-O-L-Y-D-I-A-N. Uh Zillion Air Canon. I guess he's gonna be a zillionaire. Get it? Like very rich. Um Zillion Air Canon. Zen S Canon. So I think Zen was the one who passed. Uh rest of soul. Uh legendary love canon. Onyx Ice Cold Cannon. Um, yeah, so that those are the ones that are listed here. So, yeah. Uh, in 2017, with Howard Stern, um, the, an interview surfaced uh, amid the scrutiny of his offspring. Cannon offered his thoughts on condoms. He said, I might die in the morning, so why wear condoms? Hmm. What, what do y'all think? You think what? that's a problematic thing? Hey, there's got to be more to it than that. I might die. Oh. Morning. He said, "He said I might die in the morning, so why wear condoms?" Huh? That's all. That's it. That's all he had to give. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty sad. 
What else would you say? Is that it? Onyx, Onyx Ice Cold is the last one. Well, they asked him about vasectomies, and he said after learning that he would be having his eighth child, Cannon admitted he was done having children for the time being, saying, I don't have the bandwidth for expanding my family anymore. But but now he's up to number 11, so that's kind of yeah, strange. Yeah, you can't help it. It's a compulsion. I think it's a compulsion. You think it's like a possible sex addiction? I don't wouldn't say. I, it's hard to say if it's a sex addiction, but it's definitely a compulsion. Having the this whole process, he's reliving all of this over and over again. It's never enough. Mm. He's definitely not thinking logically. There's some unresolved psychological issues happening with Nick Cannon. I'm I'm I stand firm on that one. Mm. Okay. Well, on the Breakfast Club, they asked him why so many kids and why so many mothers. He said. The idea that a man should have one woman, we shouldn't have anything. He said, I have no ownership over this person. It's about what exchange we can create together. So I've never really subscribed to that mentality. I don't want ownership over anybody. I don't have ownership over any of the mothers. We created a beautiful entity. Those women, all women, are the ones that open themselves up and say, I would like to allow this man in my world and I will birth this child. It ain't my decision. I'm following suit. Every woman that I deal with or dealt with, they know how I feel. Mm -hmm. Okay, so he's being honest with them about everything. That's good. And mm -hmm. he's he's getting all his little cookies with no responsibility. And it tells me that it tells me that it's like an arrested development. You know, like the arrested development, because you know how to be in a in a committed relationship, whatever it takes and whatever the rules are for your relationship, it's going to take growth. And I'm going back to Mariah Carey. I think that something happened there. He wasn't able to. He wasn't able to accomplish what he sought out to accomplish in marrying Mariah Carey. And he is in a stunted situation where he's repeating over and over again, all of these different scenarios. I'm happy with the fact that it seems like he's respectful of their decision. He's not forcing women to do this. I don't think that there was anything going on with Alyssa or whatever on his show, but it, it just seems like to me that that Nick Cannon is just repeating. It's almost like Groundhog's Day. He's repeating the same thing over and over again. And I don't know that he fully understands why he's doing this. And it would be hmm. nice for him to sit down and talk to somebody and process the whole thing. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the things that's interesting about celebrities to me is I wonder how many of them actually get the therapy that they probably do need. I think that you need therapy just to cope with mm -hmm. all the pressure of being that famous. Um, also to remain balanced in a world where, um, you know, where the world is just upside down for you because you, you just, people are worshiping the ground you walk on. Uh, women are offering you things that, you know, that, that you don't have to work for you kind of get a little bit spoiled. And I think that uh, I really, I I would hope whether it's him or anybody that they're getting the help they need. I think also about Kanye, um, you yeah. know, you know, you and I had that conversation with him that one time and, and we did ask him if he was getting therapy and stuff like that. And I, and it didn't sound like he was, you know? So I kind of feel like with, um, with all of this, you know, you have this power of manhood. And I think that my, my advice for any young man that's hearing this is, you know, you got to use that, use those, those words, planned parenthood, <laughs> those words come into effect in a lot of ways. It's not just about abortion. It's really about planning your parenthood. If you have your kids in a way that's unstrategic or um, a little bit sloppy, it's going to make it really hard for you to accomplish goals. It's going to be hard for you to build any type of wealth. And then on top of all that, you'll you'll end up, you know, some struggling broke man and your kids won't even like you. You know, you'll be you'll be like, wait a minute. I worked really hard to take care of my six kids with five mamas and all in half of those damn kids will be like, daddy, you ain't nothing. Like, you know, it, yeah, and it's, it's not fair. It sucks. You know, I think it sucks for those poor guys. I feel bad for them. And I think that's what leads me to want to have conversations when I see guys not really thinking about or understanding how sex creates kids. And so if you. If you're trying to think long term, you got to remember that. You got to think every time you have sex, you ain't just having sex. You're possibly creating a life for you, for yourself and for another human being. 
Yeah, well, sex means different things to different people. It doesn't mean the same thing for everybody. It, yeah. And it, even for the same people, it doesn't mean the same thing every time you do it. You know, it can mean different things for different different people. And I, I like for him, it'd be very interesting to hear what it actually means for him, what he feels like he's getting out of it. And the fact that he has created this impossible situation for himself. I, it just makes me, it, it just comes across as really sad, very sad and lonely. To me, it sounds very sad and lonely, his life. Well, I, I think that it's, um, I'd be curious to know what, you know, what he feels and what he thinks. Mm -hmm. Also, I'm not going to make the assumption that he's sad and lonely. For all we know, he could be happy as a lark. Um, it's pretty easy to have no responsibility. I know, you know, um, you know, when we take care of our kids, I know sometimes you and I wish we had no responsibility, but we also know that that there's a point where if we focus too much on our own individual happiness, it's going to ruin somebody else's life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, our children will suffer if we said, you know what, we're just going to be free spirits and live our lives and we'll be back in two weeks. <laughs> Good luck. There's food in the refrigerator. You know, we're going to go live our lives, live our best life because our happiness is what matters. So I don't encourage anybody to really think about life in terms of just pursuing your own happiness. Mm -hmm. uh, part of manhood, part of womanhood means that you can make your own happiness calculation while considering other people around you. I don't you know? think the canon is doing that. And it, it takes a lot of growth for all of us to get to that point where you have to consider someone else. You know, and, and you have these kids, you're responsible for them. So you have to, there are some sacrifices that come along with that. And you have to be able to calibrate all of that. And and I, I'd like to see how you can pull that off. Yeah, well, I wish him the best. I wish him the best. I Don't try this at home unless you made $10 million last year. Yeah, and, 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 about the money. You know, he can't. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, well, yeah, unless you made enough money to not just take pay, pay for everybody, but also build you a compound. I think that's that to me, that's the ideal situation. If you're going to go, if you're going to go have a bunch of kids with a bunch of people, build you a big ass compound and have everybody living 100 meters away from each other. That so works. You, can, you can just get up in the morning and go house to house there and out all your little seeds, you know, and, and ain't, uh, to me, you know what, if that's how you live in, God bless you. You're going to have a lot of headaches though. Because <laughs> you know, sometimes men will we'll be like, yeah, I get to have sex with all these different people. But shoot, you also get to get, you get going to get 10, 15 headaches a day because managing that many personalities and everything else is a lot of work. Well, so God bless you. Hard enough, it's hard enough to meet the needs of one woman <laughs> and their child. Mm -hmm. Like I can't imagine what it's like to meet the needs of eight of them. It's almost, it's just almost impossible. I don't know. I don't want to mm -hmm. talk negatively about polyamorous lifestyle. I just am just curious about how they pull it off. And it takes, it takes a lot of maneuvering, but I don't even think like, yeah. I don't even think it, he's even mindful in this poly sort of world. I think people who are truly polyamorous is looking at Nick Cannon like, what's going on? <laughs> you know, even I, they. I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting. And I would even yeah. imagine, though, even if you had, like, to me, it's male or female. Like, if you had a woman who said, I want to have five husbands, you know, I mean, unless these are completely feminized men, you're going to have dudes fighting every, <laughs> like, you know, like, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a problem eventually in that household. So I just think any, I think any situation where you're trying to have that level of deep connection with individual people, uh, you know, with that many individual people, it can really create a lot of issues for you. And I, I think that as a community, Black people, in my view, I encourage you spend more time thinking about how your families are structured because as, as a person who studies wealth all the time, that's my thing, black wealth. I can tell you that probably the number one or number two reason that your wealth is not growing is because you're not thinking about how you structure your families. If you pick the right situation where you, you know, where you get a great teammate that helps you build wealth, you're going to do better because teammates it's easier to win a basketball game when you got five players or, or two or three, four or five players, as opposed to having just one player trying to score all the points. So so basically, you know, when you have a spouse and family members and kids and whatever, you're creating teammates. And you're so you're going to be wealthier typically than people who don't have teammates. But yet, you know, so 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 when so when you, you get into this culture that's encouraging a lot of baby mama, baby daddy stuff, 
I want you to look at those people and I want you to count all the people, you know, who are perpetual baby mamas or perpetual baby daddies. And I want you to go look at their financial situation. And I guarantee you the majority of those people are flat broke. And if you ask them, well, why are you broke? They're going to say, oh, because I can't pay child support for all these kids or the, the single mother. The black single mother has the lowest net worth in America. Her net worth is five dollars. White women, it's like 40,000. The single black mother in America's net worth, median net worth is five dollars. So basically, where does that come from? Well, it comes from the fact that when you laid down to have sex with that man, you weren't thinking about the fact that that man was your teammate and you picked a loser for a teammate. So somebody mentioned that it's not just Nick's fault. It's also the women as well. And I'm not saying it's anybody's fault because I'm not saying this is all a mistake. But I'm saying to you that when you lay down with somebody, you really are picking your teammates. And the way to win this wealth game is to pick teammates who are going to help you win. If you don't do that, you're going to have a lot of problems. Well, I think I agree with that. But I think to add to that voice, because you're talking about you need to think about how your family is structured. I think more important than structure, I think you need to think about how your family is loved, how your family is cared for, how your family members and your children go out in this world feeling like they have good self-worth. So they don't get themselves in this situation where they're just, you know, sleeping around with everybody because they're trying to find their worth outside because you never gave it to them. In the first place, I can't imagine how powerful queen, how powerful does she feel as a queen when she don't even have a dad to fill her up? Mm, mm, oh, well, she's I got a dad. She just don't have a, she doesn't have a devoted full-time dad. She's got a dad. Let, let's, I mean, you know, and, and, and when let's not make the assumption that Nick isn't going to do his best. Right. Well, but you I, are, I, but you I, are I, correct though, but you are correct though. Right. Think about this. So the, this girl named Powerful Queen is not even getting um, that self-esteem that comes from having a father who is present with you, who values you enough to spend a chunk of time, a ton of time with you every day. Not, not you know, not when he gets off a tour, not once every couple of not when he's not seeing his other seven kids, yeah, but every day. Like, Mama, when is daddy coming to visit me? When is he going to come visit me? When am I going to spend time with my dad? Mm. Is he coming? Is he here? What's going on? When he gets, she gets old enough to realize, hey, there's a person missing here. Mm. How's she gonna? How powerful is she gonna feel? I'm just using that as an example. It's all of us. It's every woman in America needed to have that growing up. So we need to focus on the love that we need to pour into our children and not all this hatred. There's enough stuff going on, hatred out in this world. They don't need, the children don't need to have that kind of hatred, abandonment. That's what that's what they could feel is they're totally abandoned by their dad. Their mm -hmm. dad was there, knocked up their mom, and then he was on to the next woman. Knocking yeah. her up. I can't imagine, that's, her, that's the story of their life. They have to integrate that into their life. Yeah, I find it interesting that there are a lot of people <clears throat> You know, who feel like seeing your kids, you know, once or twice a month is enough. Like if they're seeing their child once every two weeks or they pick their kids up, you know, on the weekends or something like that. I don't know they, how they, you do that even with 10 children. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, and that's the thing. I mean, maybe you could try to find a way to work it out. But I think assuming that all the kids and all the mothers can coordinate properly over a long period of time, which is a huge yeah. assumption. But I'm just even thinking about. The fact that and maybe I was spoiled, you know, I had two parents that were in the house every day mm -hmm. and that's how much energy it took. It took all their energy to manage me. I was a wild ass kid. I was out here. I wasn't crazy like a bad kid, but I needed. I, you know, Not but, only you're a wild child. You're a wild adult. So it takes me. I am a wild adult. Yeah. And I, I just think about, you know, I don't know if anybody else grew up like that, where you you were just dying for an opportunity to get away with stuff. Like you were hoping your mama wasn't looking. You were hoping your daddy wasn't going to find out that day. And and you got kids. We have kids out here that are totally abandoned. Yeah. You know, that they, literally, they, they ain't got to even sneak to do nothing because ain't nobody even paying attention to see what they're up to. You know, so I, I really encourage anybody who wants to kind of do this the right way. Like just, you know, stop. Don't copy the stuff that you're seeing out here. A lot of what you're seeing out here is really dysfunctional. And the people are miserable. Their children grow up unhappy. Their children grow up in horrible relationships, on drugs, doing all kinds of crazy stuff because the parents weren't there. But they, but the whole time, the parents were swearing that their kids are just fine. That yeah. that's the thing. You you'll have a parent 
whose child is 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 being severely neglected in almost every way. But they'll say, oh, no, my kids are good. I, 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 I got seven kids and I go see all my kids at least once a month. And you really think that that means your children have an actual father? No, they no, they don't. They have a part, 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 triple part time daddy. That's what they have. They don't, they, you know, it, so, so I think people have to really think about that. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that it's impossible. The reason why I just want to push back a little bit on what you're saying, um, I'm not, I don't think it's impossible mm-hmm. for a co-parenting situation to happen. I don't think it's, I think, I don't think it's impossible for um, both parents, even though they don't live in the same house. I do think it's, I think it is possible to try to give the child everything that they need, number one, even though they're not in the same household. I think it there is creative. You have to have creative ways in order to do that. And I think that the connection, remember the ava- being available, being responsive and being empathetic, it's so key because we have situations where you got both parents in the house and their kids are neglected. They got nobody to talk to. No one cares about them. They're abusing them. You know, the um, adverse childhood experiences survey or study, you know, that says, you know, family structure was just one question on that question. (laughs) You know, there were many other questions on there. It's the type of loving home in which a child is raised that makes a really big difference. Family structure being one of them, but it's really, and even in the most beautiful situations, um, there's still just issues. All of us have our own baggage and we all have our own issues but it doesn't mean that the rest of your life has to be awful because of it. I mean, all of us can overcome quite a bit. So we're resilient people. So I don't want to make it seem like we're just doomed and determined by our past. All of us have our own baggage and it's okay. You know, it's, it's okay. You're a wild child. And I think you were adorable as a child. You're adorable as my husband. I mean, it is, I wouldn't want you any other way, boys. <laughs> well, I, well, I appreciate it. I appreciate you saying that. Well, by the way, um, uh, Dr. Alicia, uh, she sees couples and families on a regular basis. And if you'd like to learn more about what she does, you can feel free to go to coachingwithdralicia.com. Uh, she's a licensed therapist. She's been doing this for a very long time. So uh, feel free to go take a look. And also I want to remind everybody that the All Black National Convention is happening uh, in less than 30 days. Uh, it's going to be in Charlotte, North Carolina. And uh, we're going to have tons and tons of panels and speakers on and trainings on everything from starting a business to relationships to crypto to politics. Uh, we're going to have our spades tournament that we had last year where, where uh, I, I feel like I got cheated. But this year I'm, I'm going to get the win because we get to pick our partners. I'm picking you as my partner. And uh, and so if you want to come to the convention, uh, just go to allblacknationalconvention.com. It's a ton of fun, and uh, you know, and you'll you'll just you'll get a chance to meet me and Alicia and some of the other uh, B one people, all from all around the world. People come from as far as China and Africa for the convention. Uh, we're gonna have billionaire Mike Roberts. We're gonna have uh, a lot of people, Riza Islam, and and some other great people that are gonna be there speaking this year. So. Uh, if you'd like to join us, just go to allblacknationalconvention.com. You can also be a vendor uh, at that same link or a sponsor if you want to market your business. So anyway, guys, I want to say thank you all very much for hanging out with us. This was a lot of fun. And I want to say thank you again to my lovely wife, uh, Dr. Alicia Watkins. It was It's always a pleasure, baby. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. All right. So everybody, please have a great day. God bless you. And uh, we will see you soon. Take care now. Bye-bye.